0: dun 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 What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? It is Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you are at your place for the unfiltered experience with myself, Christopher Roush, the No Excuses Coach, and I'm joined by my amazing best friend, Thank Mr. You. Scott
1: Coyette. Thank you, Christopher. That was what's great. going on, beautiful?
0: Welcome back to the United States, fucker. You're out there living the dream. How was that?
1: You know what's funny? Um, I came back, and uh, and I was like, wow, I really didn't have any stress when I was out there, and you can say, all right, well, there's nothing to do. I was really present. Like, you know, you, you practice presence in the middle of your own chaos because we've created so much noise around us and we accept so much noise. But I was just walking into places, you know, like, first of all, you don't know the language, so you're trying to communicate with people. I mean, it was just, it was nice. It was two weeks of me really enjoying everything I did, whether it was food, learning something about a culture, connecting with a person, listening to their, their views on the world. It was beautiful. Like, there was no downside. No downside. It was great.
0: Yeah, it was nice. It was nice seeing the pictures and the video of what you were doing. It was cool to see you just out there exploring life on yourself. I would love to travel with you because I could see that you really get immersed in the culture. And, you know, yeah. I'm the same way. I'm like asking people questions, you know, just trying to get what's the culture about. What's the what are the what are the customs? You know, what do we do? That's what we did in Italy yeah. and found out it was more Americanized than anything. It was kind of trippy out. But um, so what language do they predominantly speak there? Yugoslavia? So,
1: so in Croatia, so you Yugosla- Yug- it was Yugoslavia. So Croatian. um, I forget the exact uh, name of the language, and then there's of course German's Germany and Slovenian is Slovenian, and never ever say it's Russian, even though it's very similar, because they will kill you. Oh! So I learned that. But I will say this: you know, you were talking about, yeah, they they don't like that. I found that that was one of the things that tour guide buddy that I met was telling me. He's like, dude, never say that. They're really offended if you say it sounds like Russian, and everybody listens to it goes, oh, it sounds like Russian. Don't do it. (laughs) But the two things. The two things that I thought were incredibly cool, um, and you guys would have seen this if you're following the World Cup, is Slovenia and Croatia are super small countries, but everybody is very, very competitive. And it's interesting because one of the things we were discussing, maybe to talk about on the show, is is the competition, you know, against others and myself. Every one of the people there just when you talk about sports, you talk about, you know, like life, family. They just want to be the best because they want to be the best. And when you take a small population of people who want to be the best just because they know they can be, yeah. you've got World Cup soccer teams with such a small amount of people there. And Slovenia is always one of the top in skiing and the Olympics. And it's all because these people learn from day one. Why wouldn't I share my brilliance? Why wouldn't I be the best I can be? And it's all about just that. And it's it was beautiful to connect with these people because I really felt like there was a very natural – Like, like I was like, I could live here and be very intent with you people.
0: You look like it looked like you just blended in. Like you just tell it wasn't uncomfortable or awkward for you. You know, just like part of the part of the normal day.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It was cool. And everybody's tall. Oh, really?
0: (laughs) Oh, so you didn't look out of place?
1: I'm still actually taller than I realize. Like (laughs) most people, there are like six feet, six one. So I'm still taller. But there's there's a few people that were pretty damn tall. There were a couple six eight dudes wandering around, like more than you'd think.
0: Oh, that's oh. funny. That's funny. I can't remember who it was. Somebody last week, I think it might have been Walt said, Hey, cause I've never met him in person. He goes, he goes, you, he said, you're like six, six, one. Right. And I said, yeah, I think I'm six, one. I used to be six, two. I'm I'm six, six, one. I'm kind of shrunk a little bit. He goes, how fucking tall is Scott? Cause you had posted that picture.
2: You're like, you look like a
0: little kid compared to Scott. And I said, I fucking felt like a little kid." I said, normally I'm the, you know, kind of the biggest dude, usually tallest <laughs> six, one, six, two. And I said, no, I was like, Hey Scott, you grab that branch up there. No, he was just funny. He was like, yeah, you look look small. And I'm like, he's a tall dude.
1: tall dude." I just keep eating and eating and eating. So yeah,
0: that's what makes you great at basketball and changing light bulbs. There you go. (laughs) You got Robert Broker in the house. What's up? He says, believe in yourself. Greetings, Christopher and Scott. Greetings, Mr. Robert. Thank you for being here. We got Glenda Wright in the house. What's up, Glenda? Good to have you back here with us. We haven't seen you in a while. We appreciate you guys being here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're just going to get straight into it because we have an amazing show for you tonight. It's always cool when you get to have people that are that are similar in your nature and what it is that you do and what it is that you try to attempt to do in the world to try to make the world a better place, try to uncover what people are all about, and try to get to the root of situations. And tonight, we have an amazing show tonight because we have fellow podcasters, if you will, fellow show hosts, if you will, uh, here tonight, and we're going to be talking about all things life, mindset, and what it is that we could do to help make this world just a little bit better place uh, here during the holidays. So please welcome uh, Miss Lynn Serrano and Mr. Brian Kellum. What's up? Welcome to the Ooh, Unfiltered Experience, guys. Great. How are you doing?
3: Good. Thanks for having us. Well, thank you
0: for being here, Lynn and Brian, ladies and gentlemen, in case you don't know, and I know a lot of you guys are uh, all in this close-knit uh, community of supporting one another. Lynn and Brian have a show called Real Raw and
3: Loud. No, real, real raw, <laughs> real and raw with Lynn and Brian.
0: Okay, because you have like seventeen different shows, so I'm like trying yeah, to piece together your different titles. So real and raw with Lynn and Brian.
3: Yep, he's right. my first. So, so
0: this the sex show? Is this? I mean, real no, and raw. What are we talking about my here? My
3: first co-host. So he's he's got that in. It is labeled always and forever. My first oh, co-host, and we're going on crunch. two years in about another week or so.
0: Beautiful, beautiful and I don't even know I don't even know this, but how did you guys meet and what prompted you guys to start your show?
3: Oh, that's funny because we were we were in a, a group together and uh, uh, Ken walls uh, grow live and you know you try to get to know people so we thought we'd get together and knowing that he was a wedding planner and I did lingerie and adult toy shows, yeah, okay, you wanted me to say that there's the real wrong I did that for fifteen years, so I I know the wedding industry pretty well, as far as brides, you know, Zilla, whatever you want to call her, and all that Bride fun Zillas, stuff. Yeah, yeah. So so Brian and I talk. He goes, so why do you want to talk? I'm like, well, it was, you know, blah blah blah, and but the more we started talking about brides and weddings and things like that, I just said we should do a show, and he goes, okay, let's do it. Like, okay. And then he took a candid shot of me and then later he posted in the group said, "Uh, you know, I just had a great conversation with Lynn and I and I'm just sitting there just laughing because, you know, you get around certain people and they just their energy just allows you to just like be as silly as you can be. Brian does that for me, Brian. I mean, I could have I could talk to Brian about anything and he just just him being in the room just makes me laugh, be gilly, giddy silly. I just, you, you know. He's got that aura like,
0: about him. I've never met uh, him in person, but I, you actually, you feel that about yeah. Brian. Yeah. We're going to talk nice about Brian for a minute. Yeah. yeah I, actually, so, you do. You feel that. You feel yeah. You feel the aura and the energy about just the positivity and the love.
3: So we've done things from um, improv to people's relationships to um, having people come on our show, which you've been on a couple times. And um, and then, you know, he's he's learned about my linisms, which I'm sure he'll talk about. And I just speaking Spanish, English and Spanglish. And then whenever I have a neurological thing going on and I can't enunciate words, we have to laugh about it. So we just have (laughs) fun with it. And so I mean it, it, you just never know what he and I will do for a laugh. I mean seriously, that's what it comes down to.
0: What's the craziest thing you've done for a laugh?
3: Oh, we've said some personal things and oh, we we even I think yeah, we've 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 done and said a lot of different things on there. And who knows what we're going to say tonight. We're unfiltered.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What about you, Brian? Welcome to the show, man. Yeah. Mad respect. You're looking great. Let, let's see. Just look at your 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 aura. You just have like this this energy vibrating out of you.
4: Thank you. Yeah, it's an honor to be here with you guys. Uh, you and Scott and Lynn. Um, yeah.
3: Well, guess just, this. Just love it. I, I mean to interrupt him for a second. This guy is so awesome as a co-host. Like, he never knows what Lynn's gonna plan, including <laughs> the one time that you and I, I had you on my live, love, laugh podcast and we were having such a great time so you want to come to my next show which is like right now i said okay brian slides in right before the show starts i said hope you don't mind we have a we have somebody gonna join us okay i don't yeah okay More the merrier. we we you know he's the best he's the he he's so improv with me I, i'm so grateful that he's been my my uh, partner in crime so grateful
0: that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So doing your show for nearly two years, what is like when you look back on, on that time, because Scott and I have been doing this for a while as well. When you look back on that time, what do you think are some of the things that you've learned about humanity? Because you guys have interviewed some amazing people. You guys have talked amongst yourselves. You have the, the real and raw conversations like Scott and I do. What is it, what is it that you guys have learned about humanity?
4: <laughs> I, would, I think it has. There's so much of it. Number one is that integrity, right? The only way that you know it is if you live it right? Anybody can talk about it. There, there, there are so many buzzwords out there in the world that people don't even know the root of it, but they say it, they say it as if they do number two commitment, right? If you don't commit to it, nothing happens. Right. Number three is, is there's not enough people that are authentic with themselves. Mm -hmm. Number four is self-belief. If you don't, if you're, you can't be the best for others until you're the best for yourself. 100
3: and you know, I gotta say that our first year, we went Monday through Friday, a whole yep. hour.
2: Wow. Okay, Monday. That's right. Friday, you guys were. You guys were the daily. whole
3: year, yep. and then we realized, you know, uh, less than an hour would have been good because we cut, ca- we covered so much content. I mean, we tear things, dice it, slice it, you know, to the point now that we we kind of, you know soon this next year, we'll have a lot more clips and a lot of mixture of variety topics within one and stuff like that. But what's great is like, we haven't been on live in a couple of weeks now. We've just been recording and people are like, if I don't have it on time, Mary Kay is one of them. It's like, where are you guys? You know? So we've got a lot of loyal listeners and it's funny because we may have live probably about 40, 50 people, but by the end of the week, we have about 600, which yeah. is great, which is great. So they find us or, or hey, where's that video or where's that YouTube thing? So we love it. We love it. We're blessed. Why, so what
0: was your goal? What was your goal in, in doing the show?
2: To share. Yeah. To share.
3: <laughs> yeah, to share and just to give and and, and no motive of self-promoting. It was just no. topics that people... Sometimes we get real edgy and we say things that people don't want to hear. I mean, especially about being miserable and in, in relationships or the fact that, uh, you know, we talk about customer service, but we talk about being a customer. And then we talk about being in business. We talk about things from one perspective to another, from being people that have been he he's. He's never been married, so but I've covered it. I've been married three times for both of us, so (laughs) I got that part covered. But, you know, we're vulnerable about some, you know, failures in relationships. And, I mean, we just put ourselves out there for the sake of not picking on anybody, but being an example for, hey, you know. And I went ahead and and published a book last year because I said I should write a book, and I did. And I put, you know, I kept myself to that, that word, and it's just we're having a great time. Hey, Debbie
4: hey debbie hey debbie and i think i think our hearts can be uh, at rest knowing that uh, we can go to bed sleeping at night that, that that we are our authentic self free of how we're viewed by others mm-hmm. and i don't think that and i think that there's such an absence of that in the world today that people they're they they have to channel themselves in such a way that they can't bring them their true selves forward because they haven't fully separated from the the coattails of how they're going to be viewed in the world yeah. And I think you it's, it's a process, but you have to do it.
3: And Brian's helped me with that a lot. I mean, he really has. I mean, that's why I think I put myself in the center of writing a book as quick as I did and imperfect as I did. But Brian really, I mean, I'm an introvert and usually shy. And like around Brian, around the right people, I'm not that way. But yet I know I got to push myself, you know, out of my element and out of my comfort zone. And, you know, Christopher, you've seen me. I've got a lot of swelling going on and a lot of stuff going on, you know. And that was really hard for me to just travel to California and do that. But you know what? I, I, I'm i so grateful I did. I'm glad we got to break yeah. bread and, and be to together. See,
0: yeah, we got to yeah. be in the same room together. It was so awesome. Yeah.
3: And I can't wait to see this guy next to me, my co-host here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. What about Scott? You got to meet Scott. Of course. Your love, your love bug. He's,
3: he's <laughs> love bug. God. How
0: did, how did Scott get the love bug name?
3: Because we were talking about love and he loves, you know, he, he loves love and he's just a big guy and he's got so much love to give. Even when he doesn't want to, he gives love. So it might bug him, but he still gives the, the love bug. <laughs> so that's why I call him the love bug. I love he, it. he tries to act like he's, he can be an asshole, but really he's got a good heart. <laughs>
0: So. As he's got go love now right behind him.
3: Yep, yeah, exactly. That's a love bug.
1: I think I'm gonna get like love on my underwear band. So I want other people to really know. I <laughs> no, want to like you know have my own need, brand.
3: You know what you need to do there with those hearts now? You need to put little antennas mm-hmm. up Here on top and the bottom.
1: I like it. Yeah, I like it. So I can yeah. send the love out to the world. We can that's have the antennas right. to send it out.
3: Exactly. Makes sense to me. Yeah. So
1: you guys you guys were talking about authenticity and uh and that's something that we really need to talk about more. And it's very difficult. To you know, push somebody. You know, Chris and I talk all the time about you know. I have a, a model. It's victim, sophomore, savior, player. And the victim's the classic victim. The sophomore, it's the wise fool. It's the person who thinks, ah, I get it now," and they don't. Then the savior who steps up after the sophomore, they come up and they've got the answers because they're kind of starting to do things right. They might be leaning into their authenticity, but they have the tendency to tell everybody what to do. And that's ninety nine percent of coaches and teachers on the planet. <clears throat> and so they actually can push people back and they'll be like, I don't want to do it. You know, when I'm listening to Brian, when I see you, Lynn, Chris, one of the things that I think we all try to exude is becoming what I was called the player. And, you know, you guys said it. Why do you do the show? We do the show every single week just to just be raw and just be honest. Like, hey, here's me. Um, Take Mm -hmm. it or leave it. And so when people see it yesterday, today, tomorrow, um, even if one person goes, huh, that's how I want to play the game then you've done your job. You don't need to yeah. tell anybody what to do, show them the vulnerability. We use words like raw, unfiltered, authentic. That's that's what, I don't like to say the word need because we don't need to do anything. But I do like to say the words, you know, like maybe we can start to step into our authenticity and lead the way and become the players. So what are some ways that we can all start to do that even more? I mean, I think we're all doing a decent job. Is there anything else that we're missing or do you guys got any other tips on how to be? Well, even? Get more,
3: get more uncomfortable. And that's what this next year is going to be, you know, or this year, starting now, this next 57 years of Mm. my life, it's, you know, um, my brother died at 57. Um, my ex just died at 57. My, I had an uncle die at 57 and I've got health issues. I'll be fine. But the thing is, is, you know, I'm going to really push it and be more vulnerable and share, that it ain't freaking easy being 57 and and dealing with all the swelling and stuff that I'm going through. And so it's going to be so it's, you know, I've been him and a hot last year, but you know, I got the diagnosis last year and I've been him and Han all the, the negative self-talk and shame that I carried with it for so long. And so now it's, time to show it, show it and say, I'm going to live, you know, I'm going to do it. And that's why I showed up in California. I mean, I could think of all the reasons why I shouldn't have gone, but I went and I'm grateful for that. So, you know, there's no excuses, you know,
1: no excuses. That's what mm-hmm. in, instead of why me, you know, we all going to start saying the why, why not? not me. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. And it
3: just makes us, when we go through these things, it gives us more compassionate for other people and oh, say, 100%. shit, I had no idea, you know, and I will admit and I'll call myself out of the rug. But I used to be a bodybuilder that used to say, eat a freaking salad. It's easy to lose weight <laughs> until you're there. Well, yeah. And look at, you know, and I won't say I used to say, God punished me this way. But no, God showed me he humbled me to say, now you understand that not everybody can do what you say. And, I, you know, I've coached people for many things and I choose not to coach because if I can't lead by example, that's bullshit. Anybody can take a course and be certified to be a coach. Oh. But if you do not feel or felt what somebody's going through, how are you really helping them? That's bullshit. You, you, we're humans. We're going through stuff.
1: Yeah. You know, Lynn. one thing with that point, uh, um I've evolved into this. Um, way of teaching when I when I coach is I always whenever I teach a lesson lesson, I give them three, three like ways this lesson can sink in, plant the seed, seed starts to be, you know, nurtured and starts to, you know, be fertilized and then fully embodied. So when I'll teach a lesson, I'll say at this point in this lesson, I'm only a seed plant. Um, I can speak it articulately, I can teach you, but I'm still working into it too. So you might even yes. see that I make some mistakes and you'll see them go, huh? And then other times <laughs> the I say, I transparent. have transparent. Yeah. Other times I say yeah. I've fully embodied this. Uh, you you can look at every part of my life and you won't find holes in this. This yeah. is something I can teach you from deep experience. And other things are just somebody taught me something. or I read a book or I say, hey, this has value. I see how this works. I'm on the journey with you. Let's work together. And you see them step back and they're kind of like, but yeah. aren't you the coach? I'm like, no, no. You, a coach is a mirror. Coach holds up a mirror and He's say, just... take a look at yourself. And how can you grow from this? And so. I've watched you know some of my more recent you know clients exponentially get even better just because of those little tips. So if somebody's listening and you're not doing that and you're a coach, go do it. Go really think about being truthful. Do you fully embrace and understand and embody this lesson? And if you don't, you can still teach it. Just be honest where you're teaching it from.
3: Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like a psychiatrist has either become a psychiatrist because somebody in their family, it's hit their Mm -hmm. family, or they too have gone through some triggers or PSD, you know, whatever. It's like, whatever. It's, it's, you know, but the resume helps you resonate with that person so that you feel like they're not here and you're here. Yeah you know you
0: yeah. have to feel 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 part of the conversation feel part that they're not being looked at as anything different we're all in the yeah. same journey the thing is that you reach your hand out and say hey let me let me lift you up let me lift you up and somebody else is doing the same thing with you and we're all lifting each other up as scott says we're walking each other home mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on this brian i saw you raising your hand you're like hell i could talk about authenticity yeah <laughs> you know,
4: well i mean to, to answer scott's weird, question it authenticity to me i mean the, the two things that stand out immediately is that you you have to want it yeah whatever mm. it takes and it's going to be a journey you can't see. There's going to be so much. Uh, it's going to be dark. You're not going to know where you're going, but your heart gravitates to where you need to be. Okay. Number two is you remove all the noise, all the naysayers, all the people that don't agree with it. They don't understand with it. The more you study it, the more that you commit to it, the less any of that matters. You're You're, you're just as long as you agree to why you're doing it and it makes a difference for you. You don't need anybody else's consent.
0: Mm-hmm. Just look at me. I mean, I, literally, I was a suit and tie speaker. I had the Les Brown in the Sheridan Gateway Hotel in Los Angeles go, I could put you on stage. All you need to do is wear a suit and tie and not swear. And I was like, Les, I love you, but I got to be me. And I remember that conversation. And, and sometimes during the years since that was like 2016, no, 2015. I sometimes think, man, did I screw the pooch on that? I could have actually been out there on less Brown stages and everything else. But at the end of the day, if you can't go to sleep being who you are and being proud of that and flying your unique freak flag, then what the fuck are we here for? Right.
3: You know, this is the real and raw show because it's it's you weren't being superficial. You were being authentic to yourself. It's just like not to knock anybody that does a collaboration of books because I will be doing some. So, you know, listen to that part first. But if you're going to go ahead and start writing books, you know, be an author first and then collaborate or whatever, but don't sit there and, and, you know, be on Les Brown's coattails, do something yourself. Amen. You know what I mean? Like, just do it.
1: Brian, you, you said something, you know, you're talking about like when you're looking at the darkness and becoming part of your authentic self. And a lot of times, you know, we all want to just chase the light. Like, you know, what am I, how great can I be all these things? But talk about that part of the journey where you're you're really taking a close look and going, I don't like everything that I see. And it's easy to just kind of go back into the the fake BS kind of syndrome where you just pretend like, hey, everything's great. Like, I'll, I'll do the good stuff. You know, I'll show you guys the good parts of my life. But if you ever ask me a raw question, I'm going to answer the truth. Like, hey, this sucked. I'm miserable right now. This is bullshit. I'll yes, tell that's you straight up. Yeah. And yeah. It, but so so talk about that, because a lot of people don't want to go to that side of themselves or they don't realize why they might hate or despise or have animosity towards something else. That That's something that's brewing or possible within them. Sure. You know, maybe the liar or stealing or whatever the thing is. Well,
4: talk I mean, about that. anything that we ever want to do is going to be done internally first. Mm-hmm. And if we're not willing to do the work on ourselves, you know, all the time, every day, day by day, moment by moment, we're never going to know what we can become. Right. And the darkness could be anything from waking up where you don't want to do what you need to do all the way to be like, OK, what I intend to do, nobody's responding or nobody likes it. Or I feel like I'm on a, I'm on an island. Well, yeah, anybody that's up to big things is always going to have, you know, controversy. They're going to yeah. have people that don't understand it. You know, just look at the pioneers of, uh, you know, of leaders of our world. Yeah. Nobody understood why they did, but that didn't stop them. And so Uh the darkness could be in your head. It could be out there in the world, or it could be a combination of of all of it, you know, but you, but part of the journey is not knowing what you're going or what it's going to look like. And that that's where you get the dopamine hit, you know, Uh because you're just putting yourself out there and you're responding as you go. You're taking massive action. So where does somebody find the strength? And I'm asking, I want to hear you
1: guys say this because I know, I know people walk through this in their mind all the time. You know, they're sitting here saying, I, I want to do the inner work. Um, I'll listen to a few of your shows. I'll do a little bit, but I don't know if I want to do the coaching program. I don't know if I want to do this. Maybe next year. I'm thinking about it because they're scared shitless of this stuff. Mm-hmm. So how do people find the strength to take that step and take ownership to say, this is not a way or the way. It's the only way. The only way mm-hmm. to truly grow is to do the inner work. Wherever you choose to do it, it's the only way. Lynn, what do you got? You got something good, I can
3: L- tell. Listen. We, we can be our biggest prison is in our mind. Oh, 100%. Okay. And, and the bottom line is, is I have clinical depression and I don't freaking talk about it. Why? Cause I don't live there. Mm-hmm. I choose not to live there. I'm not knocking everybody that talks about that for them with them, but my experience with it, you know, when you keep putting your labels out there, you're not growing or getting better from sticking to that story. Okay. I do bring it up for different factors or stories or whatever, but that's not where I, I, that's not where I reside. Matter of fact, the book I wrote, I dumped a lot of shit in there and I just left it. But you know, when you realize, and when you start taking neuro linguistic programming and stuff, you realize that, you know, those are illusions. Those are in the past. Those things can't hurt you. So when you don't feel like doing something, that's the voice really telling, get your ass up and do it because you may surprise your freaking self. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, I'm freaking shy as can be. And the funny thing is, is that I'm going to get, I'm going to tell on myself right now. And (laughs) I do this in every show. I tell something and the pieces are all over the place. So when I got
0: news here on the
3: unfiltered (laughs) experience, seriously, every (laughs) time you see me blush around Brian or something, it's, he caught my shy side. And when I say something, when I'm being bold, that's my shy side, just wanting to have the voice out. And I get really embarrassed, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I did it. And the thing is, is I, you, we do have two sides. We have a personal side. We have an external side, but when you can make those two live and cohesive and, um, and, and able to, to mesh them together for the greater good of other people and not be selfish and share it. That's why this next year at 57 is a mixture. Heinz 57. Get it. Mixture. <laughs> the shit that I've been talking about. I'm always creative. Like Put a little that. Lint on
0: your, on your it's, burger.
3: You know, I'll tell you what, my booty's big enough and Christopher can attest to that. But my booty big enough for all the different labels I that I personally gave myself or felt. And you know what? Like Wayne Dyer says, you don't need labels. Don't mm-hmm. put yourself into labels or defy yourself. So all I'm saying is is that like when you see somebody have the balls to do something say, "Shit, I could yeah. do that too." Instead of saying, "I don't got the balls, maybe you do." let go and you know sometimes i have to make pretend just like on uh go uh daddy with uh adam sandler the little boy that put the sunglasses on oh yeah yeah, you know to hide you know that's how i have to feel like because i know everybody's always looking at me you know and it's like they don't understand what's wrong with me it's like i look small here and i'm big on the bottom like they don't understand me but you know what I say fuck you. I have the same right as you to be here. I'm going to be here. I'm going to go there. I'm going to do these things and do them the best I can. But if I stayed in that thing of oh, but they're going to think about me. Oh yeah. Shit. I'd be I I wouldn't even made 56 right now. No. So all I'm saying is I'm going to have I'm a I'm going to be fun of a lot of butt jokes, but if I can joke about it so can everybody else. I mean, what the heck? I kid you not. I got to do I got to do a little um real I did one of those, oh my God, things. And it shows you what you look like a snowball as a snow woman. Oh shit. It showed a big booty. I'm like, I guess it's true. If it's on Facebook, right? What the hell? (laughs) So really just get over yourself because who, like they say, the people you think care, don't care. And the people that that matter do care. And that's all that matters. And one thing, when you want to be successful, you want to do things like podcasting, like I've done over three years now. The bottom line is, is this, and I prefer co-hosting by myself Mm because you don't feel like you're talking about yourself all the time, but seriously, the the biggest thing is you got to realize that if you don't do it, you don't know how life would be, but surround yourself around the people that support you, that love you, that know you and talk to them, talk to them and, and don't grow your, your uh, base or whatever, but just don't don't give yourself excuses. When I started, I didn't have the nice mic. I didn't have the green screen. I mean, that's all bullshit. You don't need nothing but yourself. You just and start. A camera.
0: Yeah, you just start, Brian. For you on your authenticity tour, talk to us about you know what that what the defining moment was when you were like, okay, I got to live up to everybody else's expectations. Everything else. What part in your journey did you say no? I just got to be true to me. Was there a point in your, your life?
4: Yeah, when you kind of made that it goes addition? it goes back to uh, March 29th or March 27th of uh, 2009 when I was almost killed in a car accident. Whoa. And then nine months after that, my dad passed away unexpectedly. Oh, and shit. I was the most uh, into business, no family type person, uh, selfish, just doing my own thing. And, and if it wasn't involving business or getting better at it in my skill set, I didn't care. Yeah. But then life changed. I mean, I wouldn't even, I, I felt cause I got a military family and I got to the place where I would not even ask somebody to open up a door when I was on crutches because I felt as a weakness. Right.
2: Oh, wow, so to
4: go yeah. all the way like, there are people that want to help total transformation. And it's, it's been, you know, what, 13 years in the running and, I love, I love all people unconditionally. Now, I've had people over the years ask me, they're like, how do I get the lessons that you got without going through what you did? And I'm like, I don't <laughs> think you can.
0: Yeah, no. you, got, you got to experience. You got to go through that shit. I mean, I sit there and tell people, I tell my life story in the book that I'm writing right now. I sit there and they say, "Don't you wish you had a normal childhood? Don't you wish this? Don't you wish?" This? And at some point in my journey, I said, "Yeah, but actually now when I look back on it, I'm like, no, I wouldn't change a freaking thing because it made me the, who the man I am today. I maybe didn't like the man I was at 35, but this journey, this thing we called life, we're supposed to be here living it and experiencing it. And like Lynn said, get out of your comfort zone and do these things because you know at the end of the day, it's very very short. And ultimately, when you do that, that's how you grow. When you think about all the different times in our life, did we grow when things were easier? Or did we grow when things were challenging? Do we want to? The challenge? No, but are we thankful for that lesson that we learned? Absolutely.
4: And I think that, and I think that that layer that I no longer have, you know, like, and I get it, everybody's in a different place in their life, but I think it's a layer closer to how fast life goes by, but also how precious it is. That somebody that their only reference to that is they lose a business deal, they get caught up in traffic, they had an argument with their wife. That's petty compared to not knowing if you're going to live or die in the whole scheme of things.
0: Yeah. You know what? What? I know lots of what.
3: The best thing served is humble pie to everybody. Oh, yeah. That's when you start realizing your shit smells like the next person, but let's be humble and not judge anybody else's personal stink. Anyways, just thought I'd drop that in there. I love it.
1: No, you know know what's funny? You know what's hilarious is how fun that actually becomes once you're uh, accustomed to it. Like yeah. I actually enjoy like there was a time in a place where you know I never wanted to be wrong, I never wanted to lose, I never wanted to be in second place. And there's still that part of me because you know that's that's part of your identity that's been, you know, stacked on you. But when I step back into who I really am, I sit back and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, you look really silly there. You know, look pretty silly there or you blew that or What are you going to do different next time? And I actually, you know, Chris and I always talk about this is one of the biggest things for us to really step into our growth is have the awareness that this is the vessel that's just here for, you know, this existence and go to observer space. And when when I meditate, oftentimes during the day when I play sports, I literally am outside of my body watching it happen. So when the mistake is made, I'm like, Scott, (laughs) you're (laughs) silly. And I literally laugh at myself and that would have been very difficult to do it uh, you know, another time. But I highly, highly I, I think that everyone should try to get to that space where you can truly get a kick out of the fact that you're you're very much less than perfect as a human, but 100 percent perfect in spirit and yeah. go to that spirit space and just laugh at how silly we are as humans and just embrace the growth process because it actually is exhausting. It's beautiful. Did you guys see, I don't know if you saw, like, go back, we should find it. Go back to my one of my Facebook posts recently. It's a kid on some kind of a um, and you guys might have seen this too. It's a kid who's on a um, uh, what are those things called, like canopy tours, like the, the oh, ziplining, zip zip yeah, yeah, zip line, yeah. So he's going head first, he's got a camera in front, oh, of yeah, yeah, face. yeah, yeah. I saw that, yeah. And it's literally says, This is you doing the inner work, and he starts off, he goes, this is amazing this and he goes holy crap i'm gonna die and then two seconds later he goes this isn't so bad this isn't so bad and then yep. he's like he's like i uh, 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 no, no no and then he's <laughs> every every like five seconds he's like this is good this is bad and listen that's exactly what the inner work looks like it's yep. in one minute you're sitting here going i think i might have it all figured out and then you're like holy shit i'm stupid <laughs> to believe that and 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 that's the beauty the beauty is This dynamic thing we call life is going to give us challenge after challenge, opportunity, and you can embrace it or you can have this illusion. This is a static existence and just hold on to something for dear life, but then you never move. And this is a very dynamic growth opportunity for us. That's why we're here. And once we accept that and embrace that and realize everything we perceive to be bad is nothing more than creating space for something else to come that's even a, a better challenge, a better opportunity something that's really gonna help us grow. And that's really hard to not see until it's hindsight. Yep. And I I, I you know to Brian's point, can I learn this without going through it? I, I like to say this most times no. Most learning has to be experiential. But every once in a while I do hear somebody I'm like I'm gonna go that way around the sh- giant puddle with the shark in it because yeah. I know there's a <laughs> shark in it. But it is very it's it's less times than I'm going to go through and I'm going to get eaten by a shark and then come back out. So, Well, again. and
3: that's the other thing. I think when I had that near-death experience uh, at 20-something, 20 29, something what like happened? that. Um, I had a hysterectomy and I was hemorrhaging for over... Oh, jeez. I was hemorrhaging for over 24
1: hours. Were you home and when that happened? or were you No, I hungry? was in the
3: hospital. The surgery... I mean, the minute I woke up from surgery, I knew something was wrong. But they, they had me walk and they had whatever by... By the next day here, they're trying to pick me up and I passed out and they had to do the bolus and bring me over. And then there was it was April Fool's Day that oh. I was hemorrhaging and it was awful because there was no operating rooms. So we had to wait and they couldn't give me nothing for pain. And it, the, they had to do the bolus and that was cold. And it it was, you know, they all looked petrified to me. But anyways, what I was going to say is there is a thing about. When you go through anything, you want to save everybody, right? I mean, mm. I mean, I love God, God's in my heart. You want to help everybody. But you're robbing everyone that's not ready to yeah. have their own experience. 100%. But yet, to save I was I was all that's all I want to do. I want to save everybody. I want to save Imagine. everybody. Oh, I you get
1: know? it. That, you know? That's a, that's a part of our our evolution. We all we all go to that space. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I
3: also realized and I, I believe this. I I also believe that sometimes like when i wanted to help somebody in this this or that something would happen and i'd get a message like lynn no you can't do that because you change the trajectory of other people's lives and so you know you know some coaches love doing that but you know what there's repercussions because the person you're coaching or you're trying to help they don't want to be helped Remember we're a mirror of each other. Yeah. You're going to get that. It's not, shit their time back. Yet.
0: it's not their time. That's what I always have to yeah. work for myself is I've seen people that I love to pieces, personal people to my life. And I'm like, if you just follow the things that I'm going to tell you, it'll all be good. And in the last couple of years, I finally realized I'm like, it's their journey. If somebody robbed me of those particular opportunities to go through that challenge, I might not be the same person I am today talking to you guys. And so now my perspective is like Scott was saying, the seeds, like, let me plant some seeds. And then when you get to the point in your journey where you're ready, you're going to go, oh, wait. That's starting to germinate. Okay, this is, okay, cool. I can go with this. I can flow with this. I can see that there's opportunity here. My perspective can see, okay, I'm going to grow through this. It's not going to be ideal, but on the other side of this, like the hero's journey we talk about so often here on the show, the fact that, okay, cool. And what's the first thing we want to do? We want to go help other people. Like, hey, come along. You know, so we got to go through those experiences that write a passage to be able to become the individuals that we're supposed to be from this experience called life.
4: And I think that there, there comes a moment too, where you try to help people you know whether whether it's in business or personal but but they got to grab a hold of it right yeah. they got to want it but yeah. you got to continue on your journey and eventually like and I'm at this place where I've been in my industry for a long time and obviously you got new generations coming in where they want to be spoon-fed everything and <laughs> they want they want to learn hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of information free of charge that I had to pay to go sure. get and it's like The one thing you'll never be able to replace is the hard work. Yep. You know what I mean? And so I've just kind of washed my hands of like, you know, am I going to stop to train somebody new or whatever? Yeah. But they're going to have to show me something. Yeah. And they're going to have to be worth that, you know, because I'm a byproduct of everybody that trained me and you guys and everybody else that made me what I am today. But at the same time, though, it's uh, how many of them are going to quickly burn out because it's not all white picket fences and gerber daisies.
0: Yeah, yeah, they haven't built that resiliency within themselves, Brian. That's exactly what you're saying. You got to go through that experience and be able to go, "Okay, I'm a little bit more tougher than I actually am because I've experienced." It. I was that's what I just told somebody the other day. I'm like, "You're way stronger than you could ever imagine." Because you've survived 100% of the things you've been through. Why wouldn't you survive 100% of the things that are going to come your way?
4: Right. Yeah.
0: yeah. See it as a growth
4: opportunity. But I think it's I think it's a, you know, I don't think that there's a moment or whatever. There's just a time when you feel it inside of your heart that it's like I'm done. I'm going to just do me and I'm going to serve my customers. I'm going to move my business forward. And if there's somebody that passes along my journey, sure, I'll help them. But it's got to be worthwhile. I'm not going to go out of my way to do that anymore. See, I think that's
1: that transition that I was talking about from savior to player, because I think in the savior space, It's a natural evolution. Once you have answers, you want to be like, look, 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 look. It's like you've curated all this information. Like you said, you're a byproduct of all these amazing people and you've pulled exactly the right pieces and you're like, check this shit out. Like I'm bringing you some really high quality stuff to be a a wedding planner, to be a coach, to be anything. And and then you're looking at them like, you don't get this? (laughs) And and, and then we're all mad. Yeah. One of the things that's hilarious with being a professor is when you say there's no such thing as stupid questions and you have to say it, but you're like, man, you guys ask some stupid ass questions, like really stupid questions, but, but, you, but you say there's no such thing as stupid questions because you want to keep the communication flow. I mean, there's got to be books upon books on that, but like there's so many times where what I, like my response, I was like, now that's a question, which I put no label on the question. It's not stupid. It's a question. That's all I'm giving you. That is a question and I'm going to respond to it, but damn, that's dumb. Uh-huh.
0: And so <laughs> I always ask them, so what is your answer to that question first?
1: Yeah. Uh, what do you think?
0: <laughs> yeah. Your response, really? Man? I
1: want to know what you think.
0: That's well, why my I'm, a, face... I'm processing in my brain going, well, how are you allowed to procreate?
1: <laughs> well, who
0: said
3: they
1: are? Oh, I guess they are. I guess anybody yeah. is right. I don't yeah.
3: know. Jesus. Oh man. Well, yeah, I mean, it,
0: it truly is. I mean, it truly, I mean, that, 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 a journey of being able to look in hindsight, with respect and gratitude for those challenges. I mean, we're all sitting here today because we've all been through those different experiences and that's what that's what makes us and that's why we're so passionate about doing our respective shows and being a voice for other people to sit there and say, "Hey, listen, when you encounter this situation, don't look at it as I got to run from that that's uncomfortable. Look at it as an opportunity like, "Hey, I'm here to experience uncomfortable situations cuz I can grow." And then if I know and I understand that the confidence that I have may not be as what I would want it to be for this particular situation. But the courage that I have to go through this experience and be able to grow from it. That's, I mean, for me, that's, that's, that's one of the key aspects of life because I was telling somebody the other day, like, I just wish I had all these things. And I said, when you have all those things, do you think all your problems are going to go away? Like, well, I think so. And I said, trust me, I've talked to rock stars, actors, millionaires, billionaires, and trust me, they get everything. And they think, Oh my God, I've made it. And then six months later, after they've torn through everything, they're like, the problems are still there. So I think that's the thing is, is being able to be honest with ourselves within ourselves to say, Hey, listen, I don't have it all figured out and not have to go the egoic route. And I want to talk about that. The ego, the power of the ego, is it ego, a good thing, or is the ego a bad thing? Or is it kind of a hybrid? What do you guys think? It's,
3: a it's your friend. It's, it could be your friend as in, you know, uh, one way or another, it's, it's the opposite of what you might be thinking or not. But, you know, I think, I think, intuitively we don't listen to ourselves we don't listen to the right voices within ourselves we go outside for all the different answers like finding your keys right like you're wondering where your keys are but the keys are in front of you but until you're ready to receive what you're asking for you're not going to see the stuff so So same thing so same thing goes with the ego if you think you like okay so i don't talk about this this often but i when i'm very close when I when I'm very close to people, I get very intuitive and I tell them things. Or you do that with me, yeah. I, but what I do is I confirm what you already know. I'm I'm like I know that I'm there just to confirm what you already know, and I don't usually share that with everybody. But you know, and I've done it with Brian too a couple of times. I just I I get in tune with you and I know what's going on or whatever, and I share that. But the thing is, is when you're sharing, it's it's only giving you what you already know. And that's what's really important is to know that nobody has the answer but you. Death. But when somebody Amen. comes along and says what you already know, you might listen to them because you needed that validation outside with, outside of you to, to validate what you have. My daughter made me do a reading once to her and I could feel her heart rate and everything. I got so tuned, she said I scared the hell out of her. But the bottom line is I said, so what did you think? She goes, mom, you didn't tell me anything I didn't know but there's a lot of things you told me that I know you didn't know. I said, there you go, there you go. And so I say all that to say this, the bottom line is is that when you ask the universe, you ask God, you ask anybody for a question, answer, they're written on a billboard. There's out of somebody's mind that don't even know what the hell you're going through. But until you want to know where those keys are, you ain't going to see those keys. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's just... got to be your
0: right time in your journey.
3: Exactly. Yeah.
1: I love I love what you're saying there, too, because realistically we can all be tools of source and Mm -hmm. so it could be you know source is going to speak through me today it's going to speak through lynn brian chris it doesn't matter it might speak through you know one of the the folks who's listening today and puts a comment it might speak through a billboard it could could be a song and i think what we do and when i say we i mean collectively many of us not you know to totally generalize is we, we we look to like what we think god is and we're like literally all the answers that we're looking for are being thrown around us. And like you said, Lynn, we also know it, we're looking for validation and we're like, God help me. And there's a billboard going by going, <laughs> all you need to do is this, You're
4: like, God,
1: God. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> give, it's like, me, dude, a give dude, me a sign, give me a sign. The signs if, right there. If God universe source creator made all this shit, then look at all this shit. It, cause, mm-hmm. Cause that's where God is. Look, you know look at the person next to you, look inside of you. And we've missed that.
3: It's funny as AF.
1: It's very funny, mm-hmm. and, and and it's one of the simplest things to coach. It's as fuck. As fuck. Oh, okay. <laughs>
2: there you go. Thank you.
1: I, I had you. Hey, <laughs> but you know what's funny? It's like an so... elementary
0: podcast.
1: Good. So one of the Good. things that, that we do through the coaching is, you know, there's a whole week where you know we we take one thing that we're doing very specifically. So one week we're listening to source, and then we're looking listening to source in the do? environment okay. around us. So as we're doing it, people will be like you won't believe it. I heard a song and it said exactly what I needed. I was looking at the sign and I'm like, all I'm asking people to do is just look around be aware, and exactly. listen. And they're like, holy shit. Like all these crazy things happen. I go, that's been happening every week since the day you were born and yep. you had your head down. Yep. And all I did was ask you to be aware. That's it. There was yep. nothing else. And they're like, is this really the real world? And I'm like, it's <laughs> the real world.
0: No shit, Sherlock. It's no, the you're sleeping for
3: five freaking minutes. That's all.
1: But you're totally right because the universe is going to affirm what you already know. It's going to allow you to understand that your intuition has always been 100% on point and validate it and allow you to move forward and, and play bigger and grow.
3: So, so, okay, so let me. And I was going somewhere with that story. And the fact is that when I do these readings on people, Um, it gets a point where my friends will introduce me to people that I don't know. I don't want to know anything about them because to me, when I do this stuff, I get very concerned with where's my ego saying, Oh shit, Lynn, you're tapping this right. You're doing really good. And then my ego's like, Oh shit, I'm just going to keep rolling with it. (laughs) Oh no, 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 no. To me, I take it very seriously in the sense that I, it might not make sense, but I say what I need to say and I am done with it. And I. I always hear, boy, it's funny you said that because I was thinking about that. I was talking about that's good and everything, but like sometimes I like to talk to people first before they say things because I'm telling them the things they need to hear. And they're like, and when I give them a call and, and Christopher knows I do this yeah. and, and Brian yeah, she's knows done it I with do me. this. She's like, so, I got to
0: tell you something right now. I'm like, what?
3: So, and the thing <laughs> is, is that, and, and the funny uh, thing is, is that I'm going to start doing that more this year because it's good. usually, it's, it's a gift that, um, I've always been embarrassed or shamed about because, Why? um, you know, I, I, I got God's in my heart. And I mean, I believe in Jesus, but I've got this gift and some people can't handle it and that's their problem now. But I know where, I know when I'm praying, I'm having a bear scary thing. I still, you know, I still, Jesus is right there for me. So be it. but Why
0: are you embarrassed about that? I
3: I'm was curious. embarrassed because I, I grew up Catholic and and to know, and to, to do this stuff. My mom used to put incense around me because I'd see my grandmother after she passed away and, you know, or I'd get all these messages that nobody knew, but I knew and I told my mom and I'd get slapped in my face. And so needless to say is I, I, I just, I respect everybody's space is basically what, what it's gotten to be. But sure. I also realized that I knew all along that I was going to be used for this. And sometimes it's funny because I, I am going, my next book is going to be about, most of the readings I've done and it's just wild and my kids have found it wild. And, but that's the cool thing is when I meet somebody, I don't want to know nothing about them because ego can come in and I'm sorry. I don't, I've got friends that do tarot cards and all that stuff, but I can't use any of that stuff. Cause I, I don't know how that works, whatever, <laughs> but, but you know, whatever. So, but I'd have them as a prop, and I'd be like, I don't know what I'm so, but then I'd get these messages and I'm like, Oh shit. You know? And I, I just would talk and whatnot. But what I'm saying is, is the ego can very well say, well, I picked a card for you and I'm right. And this and that. And so mm-hmm. the ego can be something that, and and it's really bothered me in the industry where people have taken a lot of people's money for the, for the way they've helped them. And I'm mm-hmm. not that kind of person. Wow. And I think that's, that's the other thing, you know, I mean um, I like to help people. So I've had to deal with the fact that if people want to donate, that's fine and whatnot, but I didn't want to do that as a, as a a source of making money because I can be right on the money. And, and that's another show for another time, but ego, just, I'm just saying that when people are good at what they do and all of a sudden they know they they're that good, but they lose the humbleness
2: Mm
3: -hmm. and the blessing that they're given to uh, the gifts that they're given, you know, it's, it's sad when you put a lot of those people together and you just see the egos and you (laughs) see it in clubhouse a lot. That's all I gotta say.
1: Every, like, just just so you know, everything you're saying is resonating so hard right now with me because one of the things of being a coach is I always beat myself up because I'm like, you know, why am I telling them, you know, what to do? And I never am telling them what to do. That's the point. I'm literally saying repeatedly, trust your intu- intuition. Hey, I'm gonna stand over here with this mirror. Hey, I'm gonna stand over here with this merit. Oh, you like what you see? You don't like what you see? Here's a tool. I'm gonna stand over here. I'm never, ever, ever telling you I'm doing something better, or worse, or whatever. It's nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. And and I get. I mean, Chris knows like that the, when we're talking like privately, I might like bitch about somebody sometime. And but like, I'm like, you know, I don't I, I get upset with that person's doing because I don't feel that's fair. I don't feel that's honest or I don't like what they were doing. I'm not mad at the person. I'm, I'm mad at what came to be that is allowing these kind of behaviors to permeate coaching or teaching or leadership. And then I ask a question. How can I be part of the solution instead of the problem? Not just like, why are they doing that? But there's people right. that I'm like, It just it just bothers me. Well, and I I want the best for people. What do you think about that, Brian?
3: (laughs) Yeah, that's why I call you the love bug, because you you do have a heart (laughs) of gold and you are passionate about it. It's not just, you know, um, yeah, the whole money thing. So, Brian, go ahead. I I just went on that. No, it's
4: okay. Like like psychologically, because obviously one of my one of my degrees is in psychology. So obviously, psychologically, there's ego, superego and then the id. Right. So then the ego is in the middle. Um, to me in my life experience, I either see you're either humble or you have an inflating ego, right? Because if it's a positive ego, you're going to be more humble, right? You, you, you know, you have uh, positive attributes. You can, you know, you're just a great person to be around, but you know what it is to earn a dollar, right? You know, you had a good upbringing. Maybe you didn't, but you, you respect people, you treat people well, you do good in the world. Yeah. Or you got the people that, you know, they're, they're just pompous, you know? I mean, in my experience, Let's it's name names. Hu- humility or or positive ego. Ken. That's it, Ken. you know?
3: Okay. Uh, well, I'm not going to name names, but there are a lot of people that don't come on my podcast. That's <laughs> I'm all sorry, I'm going to say.
1: Laugh. <laughs> Dude, there's so many of them. And, and again, and again, you know, like... I said... I
3: didn't I'm not going to mention no names, but there's a lot of them that are not on my podcast. So that's all I gotta say.
1: <laughs> all, all I want, and, and I, re- I really want to see this, is more people stepping into the player, doing it for the right reasons, yeah. and doing it because we yes. like deeply love ourselves enough to really love humanity, yep. and and just watch that just overflow. I mean, I don't care how it happens. I just, I just, I, I, just, I it, it makes me it hurt. It literally hurts me inside. Yeah. It makes me feel gross when I see people taking advantage of people. It makes oh, me yeah. nauseous.
3: This yeah. is a good guy right here. Yep.
4: 100%. Rex, Rex. Yep.
3: Sykes. He has really helped me to feel like I can come with my gifts and help people. But I'll tell you what, you know, I, I have a tough enough skin now to know that sincerely when I – I don't want ego to be driven to for the greater good. And I'm glad – Please. I'm glad I resonate with with you on that because just like you said Scott, you're teaching people choices. You're not telling them how to do it. You're giving them tools. And that's what that's what Rex does. And that's what life is is we're here to be a, you know, don't be a fool, don't be a tool, but be, use the tools, you know? Yeah. And so
0: <laughs> don't be a tool, use the tool.
4: That's yeah. a publisher right there. Lin Sranos right there. Yeah. Linism.
2: Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's that's what he calls them.
3: <laughs> but like it. you know it, it really is it really is goes to show you that uh the people that are good people good example look at there would be so many good people being politicians except they're scared because <laughs> when you're a politician they find out everything you did when you were five years old you so stole candy at the at your grandma's store or what you know people feel like they they're they're stripped from who they are, even if they did something bad. Right. And I mean, and then, or, or pick on them or condemn them, you know, they bring them up and they bring them down and then they, you know, crucify them, you know, and
1: Pe- people are going to start becoming ready. Cause it's already starting to happen. People are liking authenticity. Mm-hmm. I would literally run for politics someday. And this is exactly what I would do. I would create like a 15 minute, like video of me cool. just saying all the shit I've done. I mean, yeah. I, I could just tell you everything. I'd be I like, here. The, time here, stole, the time I stole, the time I did this, the time. I mean, I would go through it all and go, and if there's something I forgot, please let me know so I can add it to my video.
3: And it would diffuse the whole damn problem. Yeah. Yep. You know, I've
1: never killed anybody. I've never yeah. like evil, like really. Oh, then they ain't no, like not you know. <laughs> so I'm good.
3: Well, <laughs> They're not going to like true. you as much.
1: Out, drunk
0: too many times, Scott. You it's, probably killed somebody. It's, it's, you kill it's, it's, all lots, the spiders. Who are you talking about? Lots of drugs,
1: <laughs> lots of running naked. I mean, that's about it. So if somebody oh, had yeah. to see me running naked while I was on drugs, then, then you got me. Oh, that's yeah. about it.
3: But that's what I mean. But it comes a time that you have to resolve that in your own and forgive yourself or, you know, and just let it go and say, I'm here. I'm a human having a human experience Mm -hmm. and going on, you know, but people are get shame too much that it belittles them. And we got to get over that. Mm -hmm. We all have shame. I mean, let's talk, let's
0: talk about that. Talk about the power of forgiveness. Like in each one of our particular lives, where did the power of forgiveness come in there? Whether it was forgiveness for yourself or forgiveness for others, because that would be important for people to learn tonight. You know, as far as that authenticity journey to be able to sit there and say, Hey, listen, I forgive myself for all the stupid shit I've done in my life. You know, I've done it. And it was caused by the fact that I needed to learn some sort, some sort of lesson out of that particular situation. I mean, I've done some fucking stupid shit in my life and I'm thankful I did all that because I'm here. And so let's talk about that. How, how about that, Power of forgiveness in your life, Brian. When did you have to really like learn the power of forgiveness for yourself and perhaps somebody else in your life?
4: Yeah, it was. Uh, it takes me to a moment because uh, I've been walking every day, anywhere from four miles to twenty miles a day, for over wow. a thousand days in a row, outdoors in Wisconsin. And um, it came to me one son- one afternoon when I was walking, and it was probably about seven years after my dad passed away that I mm-hmm. I couldn't do it anymore. I had to give up and look up, uh, look up in the sky and say that, dad, I need to move on. I need to stop blaming myself for that. I had something to do with you dying.
0: Oh, wow. Dude, that's, mm.
4: and it, and, and it, I just had to let it go that I no longer can live with this burden knowing that I had nothing to do with it, but I felt like I did. Right. And obviously after he's gone, there's nothing more I could do. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for me, forgiveness is, is, uh, I don't know. Sometimes I believe in it. Other times I don't. Right. Um
0: why wouldn't you? why wouldn't you believe in it? Just out of curiosity. My forgiveness is one of the most powerful tools in the world.
4: Yeah. Uh, unresolved matters that I would probably piss off somebody if I was to say what I really wanted to say that would make me I won't complete, get mad at
3: you. It's okay. I
4: you know. Um, you can you know, say the, anything here, that's for sure. There's some matters in my life, you know, some people in my life that um, I just don't have anything to say to because they're in, and it's like, it's, it's going to be easier for me to complete it on my own than to actually talk to them about it. Yeah. But, so, so, but,
1: but doesn't forgiveness, isn't it just for you? Like you don't have to ever even tell them you, them you can yeah, speak yeah. it.
4: Yeah. I suppose it's, um you know, it, it's just that moment to be like, Hey, I'm going to do this because I can no longer live with this on my heart. I no longer can yeah. live with this on my brain. And so I think I got to do it for me. And not do it for, you know, for the other person because they're not even aware that this is happening. Truth, so the only truth. person that it's causing harm is me.
0: Truth, and I got a perfect example of that. Actually, my uh, long story short, my uh, ex-wife and my best friend got together when I was married, and uh, on my birthday, actually, and uh, I was able to like put aside the fact that that happened and, and and understand that I was a part of the problem, actually, not part of the solution. What I don't condone what happened. I was busy and I was doing all these different things and everything. And ultimately um, I didn't kill the guy. Uh, I, I called him at work and I said, Hey, listen, I just found out, you know, what happened. I got my wife to tell me. And I said, if you come over to my house, I promise I won't kill you. And he came over to my house and I said, I'm not going to hurt you. I want to understand what was going on. And then ultimately I forgave both of them. I'm like, you know what? I have a part to play in this. I was going to school. I was going to work. I was all in, involved in my personal growth and everything else. And you guys were here waiting for me to come home. You're my best friend. You're my wife, blah, blah, blah. I can kind of get it. I can kind of understand it. And I forgave him. Fast forward another 15 years, my ex-wife, who I'm still dear friends with, says, you know, can Rick talk to you? This is 15 years later, at least. And I said, sure. I said, and actually he, I was doing some sort of conference in Anaheim or something like that. I said, I'm actually going to be down in Anaheim. We can meet. So we met at this bar. I hadn't seen the guy in a long fucking time. Looked terrible. He's not going to watch a show. It's okay. Um, and, you know, we sourced into this bar and he's like, and we are making pleasantries. And we, we were best friends. Like we went to the clubs together. We went, worked out together. We were like thick as thieves. And he goes, I know you want to punch me. He's sitting there and this, he goes, I know you want, I know you want to kick my ass, Chris. And I'm like, dude, I don't understand what you're saying. He carried that guilt all his life. And I'm like, dude, my life turned out great. I'm married to my, I was actually, it was before I got married. I, was, I said, I have a great girlfriend. I said, my life's all awesome. You're with Tammy it is what it is, dude, don't, he's like, no, I know you want to kill me. And he carried that guilt in his entire life. And I said, dude, I have no animosity towards you. It all worked out as it was supposed to, but here I was living off my life and he was sitting there feeling horrible about it. And he couldn't even get past the fact that I was, I didn't, I said, I said, do you want me to punch you? I said, I have no ill will towards you, dude. I feel sorry for you. I feel bad. You know, my life's turned out amazing and I have no disrespect to him. He's a couple of years older than me. He's like on 18 medications. And I just, you know, I, I knew back at that time, that if I would have done something that would have changed the whole trajectory of my life, I could have hurt him and I threatened to blow up his car and everything, but I let karma do its deal. And I never wished anything bad on either one of them and their lives have turned out respectively. Well, they're together now and they're happy and I compliment them on their, their posts and everything. I'm glad you guys are happy and da, 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 da. It all worked out perfectly, but he sat there and carried that guilt for so long. It's pretty incredible what we can do to ourselves in that self-sabotaging space. Right. Well, I love the fact that you're talking about that because at the end of the day, Forgiveness is not for the other person, but for ourselves. And I sat there and I said, I was a part of the situation. And now I, forg- and I told him, I said, Rick, I forgive you. And it, the look on his face, it was like, he was going to cry. And I, that's all he needed to hear. That was it. 15 years, Rick, I forgive you.
1: Brian, there's something I'll share with you too, that, um, one of the things that, that I teach, cause I'm, I'm with you. There's things I'm like, I can't forgive that person. That person's a the devil. They suck. Like, I, I can't even, even though it's for me, I'm like, mm-hmm. but I still want to kill him. Like, I can't get past that. And yeah. so there's a simple technique. It's a it's awareness, commitment, and tell. And the tell part for me has like the the real strength. So the awareness is, what am I forgiving? Like, do I even know what it is I'm forgiving? So that's usually easy to get through. The commitment to say, I'm going to process this. So I'm going to go through the emotions associated. Am I still angry? Am I sh- sad? Is there some guilt? Is there some shame? Bring that up and process it. But the telling piece, and, and you'll remember this, Chris. Remember Vic um, Vic Fazel?
2: Oh yeah yeah yep.
1: So we had a guy who was on a show and um, he was part of the confession killer. Uh, He was the district attorney on the Netflix show, the confession killer. He was framed and they bottom line, the Texas Rangers and a lot of authorities in Texas try to make it like he was this bad attorney because he uncovered that Henry Lee Lucas wasn't this big serial killer. They thought they were actually saying that Henry Lee Lucas killed, all these people just to close cases to appease people. Mm -hmm. He was messed up in the head. So they had him like for like 200 deaths and there might've been maybe one murder out of, and then they just kept getting him to agree. So it's crazy. So Vic was going to go to prison. His son ended up committing suicide. He lost his whole family. He lost everything. And Vic said the minute he sat on his bedside and said, I forgive everybody who does this. And he spoke it into the universe. He kept speaking. He goes, I forgive you. I forgive you. I forgive you. He got he down on his hands and knees too. Down on his hands and knees. I and he that. said, the minute I actually spoke it into the universe and I, I said that this is the end of this moment and my new life starts now in this present moment, he said, it's almost like Jesus, God, universe, creator came over and he had a new awakening. And and I don't know if you're like me, Brian, but when I hear you speak that, I, I'm like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And so I've actually put that into practice with things when I want to forgive myself or others, but I literally speak it and I haven't had the full profound effect that he had. But I do definitely feel that I have I definitely lean into forgiveness much more and I have a clearer heart. Mm-hmm. So I would share that as a, you know, and if you ever want to listen to the show, with Vic, it was pretty powerful because it's a guy who lost everything yeah. and was able to speak in the universe. He said that was the final, you know, um. It's word I'm looking for just emphasis that made it uh,
4: all happen. Thank you. So,
0: yeah, what about you, Lynn? Forgiveness in your life?
3: Well, long story <laughs> short,
2: <laughs>
0: look at her, she's like, I got 12 of these. Yeah,
3: well, you know, forgiveness, I think it is the hardest is to forgive yourself, period. It really is. Oh my god, because, um, but. You know, judge not ye, not be judged. And for those that do wrong against you, uh, you know, I, that's another book I can write about all the people that were against me and where they are now and what happened to them when I forgave them, including my ex-husband who died this year. And uh, my daughters forgave him and everything at his, at his bedside. I'm not going to go into all the details, but I will say this. When I see this is a man that I had an order of protection against, this is a man I feared. This is a man that you know, tried to just in, in the state of Montana, if your wife isn't submissive enough, you just take her to the hospital and they put her in a psych ward. Seriously. That, that's in the rules at uh, books. Yeah. Since 1970s. Oh. Well, the thing is, is, uh, my ex-husband's dad did it to his mom. So he thought he was going to do that to oh. me. So he told the kids and, uh, you know, I'm going to commit her to the psych ward. Well, that never happened to the state psych ward, not the hospital, but the state. He'd tell oh. them that all the time. Your mom's nuts and she's going there. shes I'm going to put her in there. So needless to say, he was there for three years till he was put in a nursing home. Uh And um, I'm just giving you some shortcuts here and things. But uh, bottom line is, is that when somebody says on to you, wishes things upon you, it's a mirror, people. You're only wishing and doing upon yourself. Mm -hmm. So therefore, if you're going to not, you know. If you're not going to forgive others and you want to be forgiven, you have to take ownership to your part in whatever it is. Even if you don't think so, you're part of it. You're part of the problem because, gee, when this shit happens, who's always around? <laughs> Hello, McFly. So am a denominator. Line, yeah. So <laughs> the bottom line is, is if you if you want forgiveness and you don't want the shit that you throw out coming back at you. And I love when I hear people's stories and stuff. I dig deep and I'm like, oh, shit. you know. I hear your sorry story. I hear your sad story, but we're going to get down to a nitty-gritty where you professed out of your mouth for somebody else. And this shit you got is your own shit that you're smelling. And Puerto you know? Ricans coming out. I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> oh. that that's the bottom line. And when we can get over ourselves <laughs> and our egos, baby, we start living. We start being grateful and we start being careful what we say because words have powers. And for you to just you know blast other people you're freaking just you know and then people think i'm totally psychic when i say don't tell me i know this 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 just happened to you huh i'm like well shit that's what you said you wanted for this other person so it ain't my ego i just listen real well and i can forecast your your life and i can save you a lot of money so you don't have to go to to psychic cleo anymore So anyways,
1: you know, you know, it's beautiful with what you said, just said too. even the way that you're um, managing and mastering your own depression. You're not focusing on it. It's there. It's a reality. But every time you give it light, every time you 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 water it, it can amplify. And so what we focus on becomes our reality. So if your husband, ex-husband is saying, you're going to do this, you're going to do this. The universe is here. Somebody's going to the psych ward and you're saying it's not going to be me because i'm not focusing (laughs) on it well there's only one person left in the conversation uh you're going and so people listen to the power of manifestation through what we think what we speak what we're you know putting to paper uh because we can literally hyper focus on something and that will become the reality
3: yeah and i mean i'll give you another thing real quick i mean my daughter graduated high school 19 years old almost turning 20 and she was pregnant And so people, my friends are like, Oh, what do you think of that? Well, I did my job. She was 18. I got her. I graduated high school. (laughs) That's all right. Then later two people I know, and I didn't realize this, but they were just so appalled that my daughter had a child before she got married. Well, guess whose children were still in school, middle school, pregnant.
0: What? Ooh, cat or pot kettle black.
3: And I was just like, wow and 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 yet they thought i was going to judge them when they told me i said dude i'm not judging why nothing. would i judge you yeah. if
1: something happened yeah come and here, i said well congratulations
3: you gotta be a up. grandma
1: yeah. hey, you, you know what's the crazy thing about that whole thing Respectful. is like as you said that all i was thinking was oh it's a situation what do you do now like there's mm-hmm. no like there's nothing that comes to mind like oh it's it's just the opposite it's like well shit what do we do now like yeah. Just, yeah. congratulations now? yeah yeah so and let's so take needless- care of the kids
3: yeah, needless to say, I'm just saying, be careful when you're high and mighty on your freaking horse, and your ego horse, and you are <laughs> you think that everything's Universe all whatever watching. about somebody else. Guarantee, uh, Psychic Lynn over here will just give you back and a piece of paper what you just professed for yourself, because I it's not coming out of my It's calming.
1: Mind. 1-900 <laughs> Lynn Serrano for your
0: psychic reading.
1: <laughs> I have watched. Not I have-
3: psychic reading.
1: I have watched like so many times where I've said something or done something that was just wrong, you know, and and then I'm like,
0: foot, meat, mouth. And, And then I
1: sit back and I'm like, oh, that's why that happened, because I like I can trace it back like almost every time. Like I'm I'm so cautious. I'm like, watch yourself. Watch yourself. Watch your thoughts. Watch your judgment. You know where this takes you,
3: and it's yeah. going to come back and bite you in the ass. It's and, a far and, root. hey that boomerang shit. It's ten miles away right now, but it's, it's coming, coming back, back fast.
1: It's coming back.
3: Yeah. It's no joke, people. And that's the thing. It's just we're not going to get conspiracy or anything here. But that's the thing. When people tell the truth, other people, other people are like, ha, 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 ha. no, they just told you a freaking truth, and you can't handle it. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so here's my question. Um, so thinking about all this, I think about the the word that love that 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 Scott has behind him, love. Like thinking about the whole journey, I think about self-love for me has been one of the most challenging I guess aspects of my life because I didn't think I deserved love based on the fact of what I went through, but that self-love and being able to love ourselves, you know, warts and all and everything else is something that I think is super paramount. And I never really thought about love as part of being part of life, but I think I've shared this on the show many times over the course of COVID. I've probably given around 100, 125, you know, complimentary coaching sessions. And then the probably about the 15th one, I heard this whisper saying, ask this person, do you love yourself? Yes or no. And then my brain, I was like, that's a stupid fucking question. And so I said, Hey, I'm going to ask you this question. I want you to answer it as fast as possible. Don't even think about it. Do you love yourself? Yes or no. And as I started asking this question, I started finding that people were really struggle with loving themselves. So you think about the core foundation. We talk a lot about the foundation of what it is that you need to build your house upon. That 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 foundation of self-love is so paramount. Let's talk about that. How can we get more connected with ourselves and be able to? We talked about forgiveness, but that authentic real self-love for ourselves, warts, mistakes, everything at all. How do we get back to that state of, of self-love? What this do you guys think? This
3: is real quick, and then and then Brian can go. Everything starts. It's an inside job, right? So if you love and forgive yourself for fucking up things, then you can 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 go forward. And when you go forward, then it's better because you did the hard work and it is the hardest work is forgiving yourself and admitting and taking ownership to everything. And, you know, people don't understand when you love a relationship enough, I'm going to say, Scott, I love you. And I'm really sorry. And you'd be like, well, Lynn, I was the asshole, but no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We had the fight. I'm sorry. Whatever. You know, sometimes I have certain people say, well, what are you sorry for? You didn't do nothing. Yeah. I'm sorry. Cause I'm standing right here and you're, you're not happy or whatever. But the bottom line is, is if you can be the one to, bring the peace to somebody and tell them something they need to hear. Like, I'm sorry. And they, I'm sorry. You feel that way about yourself. Then it's an outside job. Everything else starts getting better. And, and I never
1: as an observer
3: and yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Eckhart totally helped me a lot with that. So, yeah.
0: I'm going to be reading one of his books next. We have a book club and I'm going to be reading one of those books. Power now is.
1: Is awesome. Power Now. I'm going to read that one, too. Yes. Been doing oh, but you know
3: what's here. kind of freaky, but you got to do, you got to listen to him on tape, on Audible, because it's it's like, yeah. Okay. Brian?
4: I would have to say, how do you harness it? It's a daily journey. Um, I, I'm i still, to this day, I'm still going to therapy for anxiety, depression. Uh, self-love is something i battled with my whole life. I've always been the the outcast. I've always been the person that looked at life differently. I was never a conformist, you know. So it's like what all the kids are doing is what I'm going to do. I would question why they're doing it, or why would I want to be friends with just this group when I can be friends with everybody. Yeah. Right? And mm-hmm. so, self love for me is um, has um, kind of drifted from being successful in business to you know lack of involvement with family to. Uh, beating myself up over things that I might not be ready for, but I'm going to do anyway. So, but it's like now it's, it's how I feel, you know, and now I have the tools through therapy where it's like, okay, everything that I'm dealing with and I take no meds, I got off meds is that I can base it on how well I sleep, my diet and exercise.
0: And you look great.
4: If any one of those are lacking, that is the root of me having more self-love.
0: Mm. I love that. So true. Taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, taking care of your needs. And you've lost a bunch of weight. That's why I was like, I messaged him six months ago. I'm like, dude, you look great. What are you even drop weight, taking care? I mean, that self-love component. Are you hydrating? Are you sleeping? Are you got nutrition? Are you getting outside, getting exercise? Are you like, you know, taking care of yourself and having a pause moment and like, hey, I'm, I'm having a bad day. Can I just do something for myself and be nice to myself? I mean, that's that's the greatest thing.
4: And I think another thing, too, is masterminds is finding your tribe and double down on those people because Mm -hmm. there's so many influences. There's more content that, you know, while we've been on the show, there's more content that's came up online that we're ever going to be able to read anyway or watch. Right. So we have to find our tribe, but then you have to double down on those people, because if you don't double down on those people, then you're going to be then you're going to be um, vulnerable to somebody else that may have a different message, Mm. you know? And then that's where the confusion, that's where distractions, that's where all this noise come in. And then that's when your brain doesn't know where to go. Yeah. And that comes back to what we started talking about was the intuitive, the intuition.
2: So
1: many of us will be intuitively drawn to people, but then somebody else pops up and they're like, well, his name's tony robbins so i must listen to him his name's blame, blame, blame you know i'm not going to go to the ones that are more local that we know but you start to get these other voices and everyone's like they must be important because they're in charge of this group or they're and i'm like there's nothing that person's saying that needs to be listened to and I, and I start to it's like i i definitely have done a lot of work to know who i am so when i hear somebody who doesn't need to be listened to it becomes very evident because i hear ding 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 in my soul and I'm right. like, no, thank you. And and there's nobody here in that this group that's mm-hmm. of that feeling at all, but there's people who are very closely connected to us. <laughs> <laughs> so. we all
3: did that, Brian. was cool. trying to do it too. Where's oh, that I black? <laughs> I, like, I thought
0: you were gonna call me out. Look
3: he's all shiny and whatnot. You right.
1: know, but you know what I'm saying. You know yeah, the people, exactly. the people True. who are evident, the people who bring like you it's it's really weird to me. Because, you know, to that point, like, uh, you know, you guys are saying, it, it's so evident to me, evident to me when people are truly authentic. Like when I'm seeing somebody, I'm like, I really like that person. And then I'm like, why are those two people together? or Why is that person like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, does, does no one else see this? I, I want to look around the room I'm like, am I the only one that sees this? Yeah. And it's weird because I sometimes I just sit back and just watch it unfold, you know, to the point. Can't bring a horse to water, can't teach, whatever. But I'm like, what are you doing?
3: you're into, you're into, uh, you're being very intuitive to your own energy and what's your, what, you're, what you, how we vibe. And I think that's another time for another topic, but you know, people don't understand when, when you have a problem with around the people you're around, get a clue. They're not your tribe or they're not mm-hmm. people that you should be around all the time. I mean, Like, people want all these different answers everywhere, but the answers have always been within ourselves. Amen. And gosh, you know, like the Wizard of Oz says, you know, you had the power all along. You just let everybody else come and take your power, cover it up, and put layers on you. And so cut that shit off. Uh, And uh, that's Ricky, my ex-boyfriend of 10 years. He watches our show. What's up, Ricky? Thank you. So, you know, again, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, be real, be authentic and, and don't apologize for, you know, I say all the time, no matter what I do is I say, look at, at the end of the day, what I did it was right. I mean, my rules are very simple, love and forgive no matter what, no matter what you steal, what, what you do, this or that, and take ownership on your shit.
2: Yeah. Take
3: ownership. If you can't take ownership on your own shit then you're sinking that's why i said ship and and sinking there you go (laughs) and stop the thinking of that it's something else or or what could i have done it's not about that it starts with you but don't beat yourself either because you're wasting time you're wasting time say okay it's you know every day is a new day and you know i just thank you guys for having us here and we Mm -hmm. we just um uh, Brian's just an amazing guy. And, and that's a, the cool thing is, is we don't sit there and we don't keep talk. I don't knock anybody talks about depression, but I don't want to live there. I, I want people to know that I have, you know, conditions and blah, 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 but that's not what I talk about. And, mm-hmm. you know, I will say this with the suicides and stuff. It is true. Like there's a lot of times I won't talk to nobody. I'll, I'll seclude myself from everybody. And, depression you know depression you just got to stay to yourself and stuff but the thing is is the most depressed people we do everything we freaking can to be happy because we know that's our life force but what's sad is sometimes nobody fills our cup back true we're giving and giving and we're giving because we know how it feels not to have that we know i know when i walk in a room everybody's looking at my big butt but you know what i'm still gonna give them love still gonna give them respect but what's even sad and why you say it, maybe you know that or not, but I've lost a hundred pounds and have the same damn people come to me. Wow, you look good because your butt looked bad before. And I'm like, well, mm-hmm. tell me how you freaking really feel. <laughs> so, I mean, the studies are real. It's all true, you know? And so what I'm saying is, is but you're not defied by the outside. And I, what I really love is Brian's one of my inner circle. Christopher, you guys are my inner circle. But what people don't seem to understand is that people that don't know me, They're losing out.
0: Yes. And
3: I know that. You know, I know that. I know what I, I know my value, but I don't go in a room to sell my value and all the shit I could do, especially in clubhouse. Because everybody goes in there and gives their resume before they give two cents worth of value. And I'm not about that because I love the mystique of being able to have one-on-one conversations with people and value that. I'm about quality not quantity and when mm-hmm. it needs to I'm right there for my friends but people have no idea no idea of all that entails with me do they Brian
4: <laughs> No yeah,
3: no serious and What are they missing yeah, out
0: on Brian
4: <laughs> A very I good him. a very good person with layers of knowledge Yes yeah. But I, agree.
3: I love surprising him, but I love Brian. I mean, I love to make him smile and happy and and appreciate him every day. And I do that sincerely. And he gives me the energy of showing up and being there and being committed to our show. and i I love him so much. We've had some times where i've he's hurt my feelings, and we've talked about that. Yep. But I hold the shit in. And then when I blurt out, though shit, you hopefully doesn't <laughs> what are but you, I'm, Leo? I'm learning. I'm learning at fifty seven now, I don't do that. Something bother me. i, I feel safe enough because yes. I don't want to hurt his feelings is what happened. I would cold the shit for so long. And then I'm like, you know what? He hurt me too much. I got to vomit all this stuff out. And that wasn't really fair to him either because he didn't know until, you know, I told him. But that's my flaws. And I got to take ownership for that. But, yeah, he kept coming back. And so I love him even dearly enough to love me enough to put up with that stuff, you know. And that's, that's what I'm saying. Stay around the people that... At the campfire that love you, regardless.
0: Yes. 100%. 100%. I mean,
4: in, the, in the honorable words of uh, a guy that changed my life, uh, uh, Jeffrey Gittimer, sales yeah. expert, the king of sales, yep. um, the guy literally single-handedly saved my life. I met him several times, been to his place. But he has uh, one of his many quotes, and it is, uh, stop focusing on the world and start focusing on your world. Yes. My my then, my girl gets upset at me that I don't even I don't even catch the the quick news, right? Because like what what's happening at large? I'm like I really don't care because nope. I don't want that up here, right. you know. So 100%. it's kind of a delicate balance of like having any idea what's going on in the world, but I'm like, why would I want to do that when I'm just doing my thing, yep. you know? So.
0: I balance, I balance that very well as myself. I, I will, I will flip through the headlines a little bit, but I won't get tangled up in that shit because I'm like, what am I going to do about it? I mean, I'm going to live my life. That's just a segment of society that's trying to report to divide us all and create more sales and more mental health and all that other shit. Like most of the people I meet are awesome. You know, I, we got to focus on what it is that we can do, focus on our part of the world and focus on taking our gifts and helping the other world, the other parts of the world heal and succeed. I mean, that's, that's, I, that's what I know I'm here for. That's what I know you guys are here for. And that's why we do our respective shows. It's been amazing guys. We go going for an hour and 21 minutes. We can go for probably another seven hours. I know Scott's over there hanging on by a thread. He's still yeah. on uh, European time. So some final words and thoughts. I mean, let everybody know where they can get your show. Where can they catch your show at? And we got Rick saying here, he says, uh, you all give such great advice. Thank you, Rick, for being here. Got Mary Kay saying, me too, Brian. Almost zero news, 100%. Healthy. Yes, yes, yes. And Rick says up here, you're you're always there and your laugh and smile makes everyone's day.
3: How beautiful is that? Thank you, Ricky.
0: Thank you for being here, Ricky. So final words from Mr. Lynn. And Miss or Miss Lynn, Lynn and okay. Mister Brian, I was, I was looking Ms. at Brian. you. I was looking at you saying her name. That was funny. So Mister <laughs> Brian and Miss Lynn. Some final just, words and some thoughts that we could send people off with this conversation. And where can they get a hold of your show?
3: Uh, you can Google Lynn Serrano and Brian Kellman. Will come up just like that. Um, and there's a lot of shows that are spinning off from the different shows I do. But I want to thank you guys because. You are my love bug, Scott. And you know, the cool thing is, yes. is you really know true love among my little brother who I love. I love him dearly. It just, we didn't really get to do one on one speaking when we saw each other. But the bottom line is, is when you love people, you love them. I mean, it's unconditional love that yeah. I love to give. I love giving unconditional love to Brian. And I just have to say, I love you. And it just, it's just, nothing covers the the world better than love. It does. And I mean, all I got to say is you got to tune into Christopher and Scott's shows every week. They pour into so much value. They have they're genuine guys. I mean, I I, I'll vouch for these two guys. They they're raw and real and unfiltered like we are. And uh, we got to start sending people over to their place to to, Mm -hmm. for them to preach at them. That's that's all I got to say.
0: You're awesome, Lynn. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Brian, final words and thoughts.
4: Yeah. Final words and thoughts. There's so many, but uh, just to piggyback off of what Lynn said, thank you guys both so much for allowing us to be on your show, for the trust you've had in us, and uh, just for being oh, in the community. Guys. We're we're really grateful and it's an honor to be here. Uh, who would ever have thought that from us starting a show, all of a sudden we we'd be, would be on your show. So it's a true honor.
0: Yeah. Thank you.
4: Every everything I have is about just you do you everything we pretty much repeated here, but it's, it's, just you, you have to live a life on your terms because the terms at large, they don't got nothing for you, <laughs> you know, right there without even, without even reference, here, I'll do it reference too. his okay. book, Rex's he'll book. I, all, feel,
0: I haven't read it yet. I've only read like three pages, but,
4: but it's like too many people are playing small in this world. Too many people are being uh uh. uh a version of somebody else somebody yeah. that they're never going to be and it's all flawed and so the biggest thing that everybody to take on is shut off all the external what's going on in the world you yeah. do you you're going to yeah. learn more books if you commit to personal development which all the pioneers of personal development their books are still referenced to today and they're hundreds of years old yeah. but any new sales book or whatever That's not going to get, that may give you more deals, but it's going to be a short-term gain. It's not going to be your long-term gain Yeah. and self-belief. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will.
0: Mm Got to believe. You got to believe. Where's your, where's your, where's your band, Lynn?
3: I I had to take it off when I took a shower. Sorry. I got to clean it once in in a while. When you met me. Yes, I did. It travels well with me.
1: Thank
0: you, Scott. (laughs) He's got it. I've got, Scott, I've got Scott's Go Love now bracelet right here, but it all the all the all the Go love now. <laughs> I'll
1: get you another one, Chris. Uh, more.
3: Let me know where we can get yours too, Scott. I, I want yeah. that.
1: that. I need to start that. selling those. You know, I, so yeah, yeah. I need to do all that. I need to put that into a store on the website. There's like you see, five million. I'm just things confirming
3: again. I'm just confirming again. That's all.
1: But I do need to do it. <laughs> I know. You know what's funny? Like when people wear those, you always get like an email or text or something that like, Hey, that really made me think of this or changed my life. Or it's like, it's a piece of rubber. Like, why am I not just getting those out there? Because yep. it's an echo of your voice, a reminder. It's, it's on me. I must do it. I apologize. I'm moving forward and I'm going to make it happen.
3: <laughs> so. yeah. There we go. Well, well, you guys, thank you for being um, supporters of me as far as uh, being vulnerable this year. And it's going to be harder because I have to do it because I expect other people to be Get out of their comfort zone. You can't ask anybody to do something that you're not willing to do. So I already wrote a book, Mr. Brian. I know. I know. Anyways,
4: (laughs) it's an inside joke. You'll have to watch our show. Brian hasn't written his book yet.
0: I feel the I feel the inference there. Yeah. I was just I was
3: using that as an example, you know, like the white chicks uh show. It says something about what is this here? It's vanilla, Neapolitan stuff like that.
4: She really had to cough right there at that particular moment. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, really, really. You guys are beautiful souls. I'm going to place you backstage here for a second. Scott okay. and I are going to close out the show. Don't go anywhere because we want to say thank you again. But it's been brilliant to have you guys here. We definitely have you guys back because we can go on so many different tangents. You guys are beautiful people. Stay and continue to be beautiful. We love you guys. I'm going to put you backstage here for a second. Me and Scott are going to finish it out. Don't go anywhere. Scott Goyette, what an amazing conversation tonight. What do you think, man?
1: It was beautiful. It was nice yeah. <laughs> you know it's funny it's um, nice to
0: talk to like-minded people who, who get the fact that you got to go in the ditches you got to go in the trenches you got to figure this shit out for yourself and you got to come up and go wow okay that's what i'm supposed to be learning how can i make this how can i make this about me how can i not make it about everybody else in my entire life and blame everybody else and say this is where i'm at this is the responsibility i need to take i need to own this shit and i'm going to grow from this and i'm going to become a better person like brian was saying i love it
1: yeah and, and so you know there's a lot of stuff that we like kind of touched on in there and there's going to be like many moments in your life that have friction that help you grow but once you're in that growth mode one of the most important things we can do is connect and when yeah. we're connecting with people that are like-minded or like vibe or, or same frequency which we saw tonight you could sit here and talk for hours and it's not it's not because everybody agrees with one another it's not like oh they like what i like or they believe what i believe it's that we're elevated to a space, and we're on that same frequency, and we we're very cognizant of the fact that we're upwardly mobile. We're going to continue to grow. We're going to do more. We're going to have more friction. But in this present moment, it's very easy with people who are on that same frequency just to continue to you know work together and talk to each other, and that's what we just saw tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, Lynn's point of you know she can tell us what we we already know. Uh, we could probably do that for all of for everybody. We could be <laughs> yeah. we could be going, and you can do this. You could do this, and and you'll you'll feel no ill intent. You'll feel very comfortable. You'll feel warm. And so, what I would say to people watching this show right now is see how easy the communication flowed between us, and how it felt very like enriching and 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 nice. Natural. You can do the exact same thing. Find those people in your life that you can do that. Make that your tribe. Um, Brian brought up multiple times. Make sure you're doubling down on that tribe because. That doubling down is going to help you stabilize for the next friction so you can continue to grow. And that's what I got from today's show
0: hundred percent man the same thing i mean the fact that you, when you surround yourself by people who are willing to go through those opportunities and have that self-reflection to be able to say hey listen i didn't do that exactly the way i wanted it to but i yet i learned this lesson and the fact that we can all be raw real and vulnerable and sit there and say you know what we fucked up we've done these things we've done these things but here we are today continuing to learn what it is that we need to learn but being honest and vulnerable to sit there and say hey listen i don't have everything figured out however i'm here to share what it is that i do have figured out And if we can all communicate and lift one another up then we make this world a better place and Instead of what the stuff we see in the news saying, okay, those people are wrong and those people are wrong and that's what needs to be done. And like, we need to work on ourselves because at the end of the day, if we love ourselves and if we're taking care of ourselves and we're on our mission to achieve the goals that we want to achieve, then why are we going to worry about what everybody else is doing? It's because it's it's a non-point. Like we're not going to take the shit with us. We're not going to, nobody, the person that we're worried about whose judgment is stopping us from doing something, that person's going to die and and, and that person's dead. Then we're going to be sitting there going, okay, I held back my entire life because I was worried about what my father was going to say, and now he's gone and I'm still thinking about what he's going to say and he's not here anymore. I mean, we have to sit there and have that realization, that wake up call to say, I'm here today. What is it that I need to overcome? What is it? What fears do I have that I'm running away from? What short-term gratifications do I need to eliminate in order for me to have that focus and that clarity to face that problem head on without any, without any objection, I guess. Amen. Yeah, we got to do it. We got to do it. All right, my dog is distracting the shit out of me. I want to go out there. And
1: <laughs> you can hear no him. He, he knows you guys off. are going to Chicago for the Christmas, yeah, uh, Christmas festivities. He's a little upset with you, and it's all going to work out.
0: Yep, yep. Well, we we found a new place for him to go, so it all worked out. But uh, to our beautiful people who've been here with us tonight, Robert, Mary Kay, Rick, um, Debbie you. was in the house. Theodora was in the house. What a, a wow! What an awesome group of people. Mary Kay in the house. Debbie's in the house. What's up? She says, good people right here. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here. Robert Broker. What's up, brother? Robert and I were supposed to have a conversation today, but he can't tell time. I love you, Robert. Um, Appreciate it. Uh, He says, I feel another tangent coming on. We got another tangent. But Robert's doing his stuff too. He's getting out there and he's doing some lives. But we thank each and every one of you guys for being here. As always, 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 go check out theunfilteredexperience.com. Theunfilteredexperience.com. Whether you're listening to this on the podcast or watching us on the video cast, live or on the replay, we love you guys. Go to theunfilteredexperience.com. Let us know what you want to see, what type of guests you want to see. 2023 is coming, and Scott and I are committed to the show, and we're going to tighten it up a little bit, and we're going to continue to bring you guys value. We appreciate you guys being here. Let us know what you want and just go out there and share this out if you got value out of it because we know you got value out of it and we'll see you here next friday night with another particular show 5 5 p.m pacific standard time we love you guys go be brilliant i love you scott i appreciate you, brother all the best to you and we will see you guys here next week on the unfiltered experience
1: love you guys